You're listening to the Audio Journal of Infectious Disease, bringing you news from the 45th ICAC Infectious Disease Meeting in Washington. I'm Derek Thorne. And still to come in this edition, treating infectious mononucleosis or the kissing disease with an antiviral, using benign bacteria to prevent urinary tract infections in patients with spinal cord injury, and how some people in Guyana are carrying organisms that are resistant to fluoroquinolone antibiotics, even though they've never been exposed to those drugs. Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA, is still a huge problem in many countries and despite much effort, various health systems are still struggling to control it. Michelle Pearson of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta told the Washington Conference about some new initiatives and also an ongoing study that could eventually help the USA get over the problem and could also provide useful experience for other countries. I firstly asked her how often MRSA is seen in American hospitals. If you see Staph aureus in the hospital, at least in U.S. hospitals, around 50% of the time is methicillin resistant. And how does that compare with other countries? Well, I don't have good global estimates. As we just heard the success in France, they formerly were around 45%. Now they're down around 20%. If you were to look at the Netherlands, they say they're around 1%. So it's highly variable depending where. If you look at someone like Spain, it's about 60% or 70%. And you were talking about new initiatives now in the U.S. to deal with this. So what are they? Well, there are several things. One is the development and issuance of some standardized practices for hospitals in terms of recommendations of how they should screen patients, what precautions should be on when they're in the hospitals, and what healthcare workers should do in terms of preventing cross-transmission. I think some of the other exciting things that are going on is that there are a number of healthcare systems that are now looking at implementing a standardized approach and measuring the outcome of that within a, a system-wide or region-wide approach to controlling MRSA rather than an individual institution by institution. Because as I've pointed out, this really is no longer just a hospital issue or even a healthcare issue. MRSA is now in long-term care facilities, dialysis centers, and it's also in the community. So to control this is really going to take really a system-wide approach and I dare I say a community-wide approach. The other thing I mentioned is that there is a randomized control trial that's going on right now sponsored by the government involving intensive care units in 20 hospitals. And what's happening is that they're going to look at the role of active screening of patients, what we call active surveillance cultures, where you will screen patients when they come into the intensive care unit to see if they're carriers of MRSA and then placing them on isolation and looking at the added benefit of that over standard precautions and adherence to hand hygiene. So also tell me about active surveillance cultures then. For example, in this study they're focusing on ICU patients. So any person who comes into the ICU at those hospitals would get a nasal swab to see that's the most common site. You can also sometimes screen the groin and the axilla. But for MRSA or Staph aureus, the nose tends to be where the money is, so to speak. So they will obtain nasal cultures on patients who are admitted to there, and then they will send them off to the lab. And if they grow MRSA, that information will be fed back to the healthcare workers, and those patients will go into what we call contact precautions, which means they will be placed ideally in a private room. The healthcare workers will wear certain kinds of garb, gowns, gloves when they provide care to those patients. And those patients will be physically or geographically segregated from other patients. We would normally do that anyway for a patient who's known to have MRSA, but the feeling is that there's a sort of a silent reservoir that we're not aware of that those patients sit on your, in the ICU for days on end without anyone knowing that they have MRSA. And if the precautions that are recommended for MRSA 
MRSA patients aren't taken, then that person can be a reservoir for spreading MRSA throughout the unit. Hospital doctors will be listening to this. What do you think is the main message that they should be taking away from what's going on in MRSA at the moment in the U.S.? I think several things. It is a major problem for healthcare delivery. It has implications not only for the precautions you use when you take care of patients, but also first-line therapies, as we just said, because if the person has a methicillin-resistant staph aureus infection, then vancomycin becomes the first-line therapy, which is one of our most potent antibiotics in terms of staphylococcal treatment. So it has implications for that. And obviously, more generalized use of vancomycin has implications for evolving resistance in other organisms, potentially. So it has downstream effects beyond that. And obviously, I think one of the most important messages we can give to healthcare providers is hand hygiene, wash your hands. You should do that whether you know the person has MRI say or not, because the goal of that is to reduce transmission of any organism in the healthcare setting, not just MRSA. Michelle Pearson speaking there.